Our first scripture or second scripture reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 through 19. This is Jeremiah hearing and responding to the call from God to be a prophet. Listen for a word from God. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time, saying, What do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot tilted away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, Out of the north disaster shall break out on all the inhabitants of the land. For now I am calling all the tribes of the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord. And they shall come, and all of them shall set their thrones at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem, against all its surrounding walls, and against all the cities of Judah. And I will utter judgments against them for all their wickedness in forsaking me. They have made offerings to other gods and worshipped the works of their own hands. But you, gird up your loins, stand up, and tell them everything that I command you. Do not break down before them, or I will break you before them. For I, for my part, have made you today a fortified city, an iron pillar, a bronze wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I was in middle school, my parents encouraged me to join a club called NJHS, National Junior Honor Society. I didn't know what this club was, but my parents told me I needed to do it, so I did it. It was a good resume patter, they told me. And on the first day, I walked in and there was a leadership training exercise. You were partnered up with an upperclassman who you did not know. You were blindfolded. And then that upperclassman proceeded to lead you all around the school. They could not touch you. They only led you with the sound of their voice. And having no... Uh, idea where I was, I had to completely trust this upperclassman. Eventually, they brought me to a grassy hill, 
And the upperclassman, whose name I still couldn't remember, came up to me and whispered, whatever you do, don't move. And I thought, I can do that. I can stay still. As soon as he said that, about 10 seconds later, there was a sound of clicking, of, of banging together of sticks. And I stood perfectly still. And then the sticks, the banging grew louder. It grew louder. And I stood perfectly still. Eventually, it had been about 10 minutes of continuous clanging and banging, and now giggles were mixed together with the banging in this cacophony of noise, and still I stood still. Eventually, after about 15 minutes, what felt like an hour being blindfolded, standing there, a teacher came up to me and told me I could remove my blindfold. Much to my horror, I was on the wrong side. Every single student had tongue compressors that they were banging together in their hands. For you see, the point of the exercise was when you heard the call that sometimes you had to break away from what you were told and head towards the sound, to head towards the call. However, for a kid that was very comfortable standing where he was, was very comfortable with following this rule that I didn't even know where the rule came from, I could not do that. I was stayed still. I was comfortable. I was the only one who was too scared to answer that call. The prophet Jeremiah, who would go on to compose the longest book of the Bible, who would stand up to kings, stand up to priests, stand up to his own people. A prophet who would not only prophesy to his own people, but to all the nations, to the empire surrounding Judah. That prophet, when God called him, was terrified to hear the call. When God calls Jeremiah, God isn't but a sentence into talking before Jeremiah interrupts. Before Jeremiah says, no, 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 surely you cannot be talking about me. I am not nearly old enough. I'm just a boy. I don't speak the words good. It can't be me. I cannot be a prophet. God has literally just told Jeremiah that he has been intimately known before he was born. That he's been called to this before he even knew what life and light was. And still Jeremiah was like, please, no, not me. I hear what you're saying, that sounds great, but please, not me. It reminded me of, of a recent committee meeting I was in where we were signing a new chair of such committee. And when we asked who would like to nominate, both elders at the exact same time graciously nominated the other. They nominated the other and said, they would love to be the chair of this. Please don't ask me to do this. You know, and I think that's true that, and it wasn't malicious, but they saw gifts in the other person. And I think that that's true, that we are really good at recognizing gifts in others. Really good at recognizing calls and, and seeing what other people are good at. What might be much harder what might be much more difficult to overcome is recognizing what we are good at, where our strengths lie, where we are called to. Responding to our own call takes great courage. 
Because usually God's call is difficult. Usually it's not going to be the easiest road. And so we respond to God's call with a whole host of but Lord God's. Just as Jeremiah said, but Lord God, I cannot speak. I'm too young. We say, but Lord God, I'm, I'm too busy. But Lord God, I'm not good enough. But Lord God, I can't volunteer with kids. Kids scare me. But Lord God, I cannot lead. No one will listen. But Lord God, I'm too shy to talk to that person. But Lord God, this upperclassman told me not to move, so I'm going to stay here as long as I have to. And maybe if we're being truly honest, we could add, but Lord God, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. But Lord God, I'm, I'm too insecure to do that. But Lord God, the likelihood of failure is too much. But Lord God, I'm scared. I'm scared to do that. And let me assure you, You're not alone in your fear. Every one of us has a fear when we are called by God because we know it won't be easy. And that's why the prophet Jeremiah interrupts God. That's why Jonah gets on a boat and heads the other direction. That's why Moses asked for someone else to speak in place of him. That's why it took Samuel four times and mistook the voice of God. That's why Zechariah doubts and cannot speak until John the Baptist is born. That's why Jacob wrestles with God. That's why even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane says, ask to take the cup from him. Because when we respond with those three terrifying letters that say yes, we can have confidence that the Lord is going to do something, that the Lord is going to shake our foundation. And you know what? It's better to be comfortable. But we can have absolute confidence that God will not abandon us in our call. God promises Jeremiah, he says, you cannot speak, you don't have the words, well, I will put my words in your mouth. You're, you're scared of the opposition, I will deliver you from that opposition. You're scared to volunteer with youth, show up, I'll put my words in your mouth. You're, you're scared to, and you feel awkward about reaching out to that fractured relationship in your life, give them the call. I'll give you the words. You're scared about volunteering with a mission opportunity? Come, sign up. I will give you strength. God's call does not also come without a promise. God's call does not come without also a promise that it won't be easy, but a promise that you won't be alone. A promise that God will not, that God will sustain you through the difficulties. Sometimes I think we create this false perception in church that only some people are called. Only ministers are called. Only people in the Bible are called. Only that one person 
who keeps leading the volunteer effort, who seems to have it all together. They're called, but not me. But the truth is, the reality is that every person has a call on their life. Every one of you is called every day to love and to serve the Lord, to love and to serve others. God calls each of us. And the call doesn't have to be something significant like stand up to a king, go into ordained ministry, alter an entire society. The, The Protestant reformer Martin Luther talks about how some days you're simply called to change the dirty diapers of your children. And when we recognize that this is a call, then in this action we are aware that it, was, it is like being adorned with divine approval, with the costliest jewels and gold. Responding to the call to love your family, to care for your friends, to love your community is no small feat. Each little response we make to God's call in our lives, we get to participate in kingdom building. We get to participate in the furthering of the kingdom of God here on earth. Every time we say yes to the call to serve on a committee, that is something miraculous. Every time we say yes to a call to speak to someone on the street who we'd rather ignore, that is something miraculous. Every time we say yes to volunteer to help make our community a better place, that is something miraculous. Every time we speak out against an injustice in the world and we fight against it, that is something miraculous. And let me just say that if you don't answer that call on the first time, on that first try, you're in good company. Our God isn't one who offers one single chance, one shot at serving God's self. No, the call will come back over and over again. And if you miss it the first time, I guarantee God will be tugging at you again. Maybe it's a thought that reoccurs that surely did not come up from your own mind. Maybe it's that people keep encouraging you to explore a gift that you have. Maybe in Scripture you continue coming back to the same theme over and over again. I urge you all, even in the fear, to simply say yes. To take that next step and the call to respond to the call. And then know that God will show up. It is not... Jeremiah, who will speak lofty, convincing words of the king. It's not his job. His job is to say yes and to let God's words flow through him. It's not you serving alone, for you're never answering a call alone. You're answering it both in the community, but also in community with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not you responding to the world's hurts and the world's needs alone. No, it is you partnered up with the holy God of the universe who promises to deliver, who promises to redeem, who promises to always be present with you. And that is very good news. Thanks be to God. Amen.